On today's very special episode of WP Late Night, the regular crew is joined by WordPress lead developer Andy Nason. He was also the project lead for 3.5. And also Helen Hosandi makes a surprise visit to talk about all of the work that she did in WordPress 3.5 as well. Stay tuned. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 31 of WP Late Night. Uh, I'm Ryan, joined by Brad and Dre, but we also have a full house joined oh, yeah. by, yeah, uh, joined by Andy Nason and Helen Hosandi as well. Hi, guys. Hi. Hey, how's it going? All good. Um, well, how's man, the- yes, it is. Uh, for those, uh, we've got the video going, Google Hangout, uh, so it looks plenty full. Um, I don't even know how to start going through introductions right now. Um, well, I, I think we can give everybody a, a quick spot to say hello and, and kind of what they're rolling through. But first, I want to start off with what are we drinking on? Because that is the priority. So that's let's what we're here we, for, right? Before we introduce anybody, <laughs> what are we sipping on today? Uh, let's start. Well, from my screen left to right, it's it's uh, Mr. Andrew Nason himself there on the left. I have a Gatorade. Yeah. It's my, my recovery. I also actually, I do have um, a Sierra Nevada Autumn Brown Ale. That I will be drinking at some point. Yeah. Well. There you go. You have like those, sure? uh, I probably am ready to go. What are the three different Gatorades? They have like the pre release Gatorade, then like during the release Gatorade, <laughs> then like the recovery Gatorade? Is that, that's is that the recovery that program? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Release. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Post release Gatorade. I, I know you're not sipping Gatorade, Brad. No, I'm drinking a. I actually got a, a cool drink here. It's a. Uh, and I dedicate this drink to John Hawkins. It's a Pepsi mixed with Fireball whiskey, and it's actually delicious. Wow, that's a that is yeah, death in a cup. Pepsi ball, wonderful, yummy. Uh, I got a little bit of Maker's Mark going. Uh, it's a, it's a slow night, you know, no straw yet. So, <laughs> Miss Helen, what's going on? Nothing. I'm drinking nothing. <laughs> this is good. And drinking nothing works. I mean, uh, now you know I'm a pregnant lady, so I don't yeah. think I'm allowed to. <laughs> Well, yeah, just not in public. But it's a we smart call. We'll, yeah, we'll we'll leave that alone. That's just uh, a suggestion. Just a suggestion. <laughs> just like stoplights in, in downtown Naples, Italy. Just a suggestion. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, Emil, what do you uh, say? I have the uh, Ranger India Pale Ale. Oh, that's a good uh, one. That is a good one. Nice. Yep. So our our special guest here, I'd, I'd love to hear a little bit about uh, who you are, what you do, and your involvement with our beautiful WordPress, just for our listeners. If we could start with uh, Miss Helen, that'd be great. You want me to do what now? Who are you? <laughs> what do you do? Um, let's see. I am the lead user interface engineer with TenUp. Uh, I'm a developer. I do a lot of... Uh, admin UI integration kind of craziness uh, for clients um, and part of working at TenUp is I get time donated back to WordPress core itself um, about one day a week right now and we're trying to ramp up that time some more um, and within WordPress core I just do a bunch of stuff a lot of UI a lot of CSS but a lot of everything else too especially toward the end it's kind of crunch time you just do what you can to yeah help for out. sure well, welcome. It's uh, glad to have you. You've, you've appeared, I think, a couple times, maybe pre uh, pre or post show, uh, but 
Actually, uh, well, yeah, you, were on, yeah, you were on one episode. I was gone. So that's that's awesome. That's right. I, I mean, at only 31 episodes, you're the closest thing we have to a, a veteran guest of the show. Yes. And, <laughs> and, and unfortunately, Dre came back. And yeah, he came back. The whole replacement oh. thing didn't work. I think it's but... you and John Hawkins I, I, uh, are the, the two leads there to you replace yeah. me here coming yeah. soon. Um, the so we'll other talk guest we after have... the show. Yeah, that's uh, Ryan. Don't get punched in the neck. This might be crazy. We also got uh, Andrew Nason here on board, and I believe he hasn't been on the show proper. So welcome, and uh, tell me a little bit about uh, Mr. Andrew Nason. Uh, So just finished developing WordPress 3.5. We had a record number of people contributing to 3.5. It was something like 264 individuals, which is more we've ever seen. it was a it was a lot of fun. Um, I was what's I was the release lead, uh, along with Daryl Cooper Smith, and I am also now one of the lead developers. So I was kind of wearing like a few different hats all at the same time. So combination of project management and then also, uh, you know, reviewing Kill It, of course, and writing code. Uh, couldn't have really done this, you know, this release without a lot of people, including Daryl, Helen, uh, Dave Martin, Mark Jaquith, and a lot of others. So, um, yeah. I, Building WordPress is my day job. It's my evening job as well. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know if, the, if your viewers need to hear anything more than that at this point. Is, is that your way of telling us that we're, we're stopping you from working on WordPress right now? <laughs> oh, no, I'm not okay. working on WordPress. I'm, <laughs> no, I'm done. Well, hold on, hold on. Now, that would be epic and a first-time uh, occurrence if you can actually work on a patch committed during chill proper. Yes. That'd be yes. If you could please work while you're doing the show, we would love it. don't have any desire to write code right now. <laughs> In fact, I have a patch. I would love to see if you get okay. there. I, I pulled more all-nighters. I pulled more, more all-nighters in the last week than I did since college. I'm Man. Sure. And there he goes. Where did Andy Nason go? He's off the air. <laughs> so how, I, how was it? Cause I mean, this is the first time the WordPress project has had a lead dev, right? So, and that was you. Um, so overall, at least yeah. from a, from an outside perspective, it seemed like it went really well, but as, yeah. as that lead, how, how did you perceive the whole, um, from start to finish of three, five went? Well, it did go really well, but it's, it's not really, it's kind of new for us because it kind of centralizes accountability responsibility, but it's, it's not much different than what Jane Wallace has had been doing for a number of, for a number of releases prior. Uh, myself, Ryan Bourne, Mark Jaywith have all taken uh, rather prominent roles in a number of the recent releases. So it, um, yeah, I, I think it turned out really well. Um, it's not a lead developer role. I don't think that this role always needs to be uh, someone who's on the core team. I don't think it needs to be someone who even has commit access. I don't think it needs to be someone who's a developer. Um, and I think that over the next, hopefully in 2013, the role will be a lot more better defined. Um, this release, obviously, there was so much going on that it was really tough to um, really trying to find those roles, especially because I was wearing two different hats. And that can be really confusing for a lot of people uh, because you have this, you know, the concept of someone who's, you know, basically project managing the release, but also that someone who's writing or committing a lot of the code. Uh, And yeah, it was, it was quite a learning experience. It was quite a bit of fun. That's for sure. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that it was fun. It seems like uh, the last week there was pretty, pretty brutal. Uh, the last month and a half was pretty brutal, actually. Okay. Uh, I hit, I worked somewhere around seventy plus hours a week since October, so I'm pretty much de- I'm ready to just chill. <laughs> While well, I'm not doing any coding, I'll have to come back and code while I'm on while I'm on late night at some point. Again. <laughs> yes, I'm really happy to not be doing that tonight. 
That is totally Do you think uh, one of the big differences um, this cycle as well was you kind of had a targeted date, right? So I think in the past there's been there's been targeted dates or at least targeted months, but I don't think it's it's always been kind of loosely targeted. So um, it felt like this was much more of a strict target. You were really doing everything you could to hit that date. And I mean, you know, hats off because you're only a couple days late and it was absolutely justified rather than rush something out the door on a little sleep, let it settle a little bit, make sure it's all good. Um, do you think if that 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 date wasn't defined from the start, do you, do you think you would have hit the mark? Would it have came out yesterday? Would we be or would it be pushed back, you know, past the new year? Would you still be working on it? Uh, I would really never want to release the language over the new year. We've actually done that before. Uh, 3.1 we were going to try and get out in December and it ended up actually carrying all the way into February. Uh, and that's really just not yeah. fun at all. So we, yeah, we were definitely targeting, we, we, we looked at it originally. I mean, we picked the deadline ourselves, uh, Daryl and I, and we looked at it and we realized that, you know, early December was good because it allowed for um, some release candidate time right after Thanksgiving or right, you know, before Thanksgiving through that. And then if for some reason we did need to slip, we actually had a few weeks before the holidays to be able to get a final release out. So we were really shooting really uh, hard for December 5th. It's definitely not the first time we've had a deadline. It's probably the first time in a while where we've really held our own feet to the fire for one. Uh, obviously, I mean, we've always said that deadlines are not arbitrary and we really should be shipping code when we can. Uh, but in this case, because there were, you know, there were two people who were, who were pretty much charged with the responsibility and the accountability of getting everything done. Yeah, I mean, we wanted to hit that deadline probably more than anyone else did. So, um, I mean, and that's, and that's really important because, you know, the least of which is because there's a point where I can now finally step back and relax. So if I'm not working constantly, then, you know, that's good. Yeah, I mean, I think it was obvious anybody who kind of kept an eye on WordPress dev chat, especially in the last few weeks, uh, month, like you said, um, I mean, there was a big push to put in the extra time to get it out the door per schedule. And it was obvious outside looking in that that's exactly what everybody was doing. So, I mean, it was pretty, pretty awesome to see that happen. And, and it helps, you know, people like me from a business standpoint, people using WordPress, so we can plan accordingly. We know, all right, this is roughly when it's coming out. Let's be prepared. There's no, there's absolutely no reason not to be ready for it if we know it's coming out on this date or around this date. And that's what happens, you know? So that's, that's one reason I really like that. Yeah. I mean, and that's really nice. Obviously the timeline is great because people know, you know, exactly what to be expecting at the same time, um, hitting that deadline through a, an absolute ton of, of work and just a, a, a massive effort isn't a whole lot better than missing the deadline. Um, so that's something to really keep in mind that, you know, how can we make this a little better because it really, you know, it might be a lot of weight on my shoulders and I'm used to that after doing this for three years, but there, you know, the, we really shouldn't be putting that much pressure on, on ourselves. And uh, I think we could probably make that a little better in the future for sure. Yeah. Don't worry. You don't have to put it on your shoulders for you. We'll do that. Uh, just quite willingly. <laughs> so the community's for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone was kind of bummed that we weren't shipping on December 5th. It was like, sorry guys, not happening. Not at all happening. At what point uh, did you guys realize that that just was not possible? Um, probably late November 3rd, so that late late Monday. Mm -hmm. uh, Daryl and I spoke, and we realized that we probably weren't going to be able to hit this. And then come, come we made some changes uh, on Tuesday afternoon that pretty much pushed us away from Wednesday. And we were continue, We were still making changes late into that night, 
which we, we try and do a 24 hour period where we're not making any changes at all. So we want to have, we want to have a code freeze and ideally nothing should come up. And that doesn't mean that people aren't going to report bugs or tests, but there should be nothing that can really block a release that comes up in that window. And if I it mean, does, we want to restart it. And let me ask you that because for such a big release and such a, uh, an impactful piece of software, does a 24 hour, and, and I'm just asking, cause I don't know, uh, does a 24 hour, uh, freeze makes sense or, or a more extended period of time. I would assume that if we're pushing into that day and this is, this is what's scheduled. I mean, how, how important were those changes to go into that, that, that late into the cycle versus pushing that into a quarter release say a week or two down the road? Oh, there's a lot of stuff that, I mean, we, our tolerance for what needs to get into release drops a lot as we get sure. closer and closer to a deadline. So, you know, this bug is really important. We should get it in versus this bug who really cares, or is this a regression? And then suddenly it's, well, is this a major regression? What are we actually dealing with here? So we, we definitely draw the line at different steps. Um, and I mean, at some point, obviously you have to ship all software is going to ship with bugs. So it's really yeah. never, there's never going to be a situation where it's, you know, we're completely bug free. And I, I think I asked the question more out of uh, allowing or, or maybe enabling people to better understand why something like that would push with those changes so late uh, in yeah. the game and their, their importance, right? A lot of it. So, I mean, the idea of having changes soak is really important because there are going to be people who are going to be opening up their email. They're going to be looking at these changes. Uh, we can, over the course of 24 hours, easily get the entire core team to look over any final changes. We can, I mean, when we're making changes in the last 24 hours, we're having... Uh, actually, once we hit release candidate stage, we have a, a double sign-off for anything. So any code that goes into WordPress has to be approved by two different lead developers. Uh, and oftentimes, we'll seek far more than that. So, And that's not always the case uh, when you're dealing with standard bug fixes or things of that nature. So it, it, we're really careful about what's going in. And then that 24-hour period is in part because we don't want to be making a change on little sleep or high stress and, and not fully think about the repercussions because... I, I mean, it happens every cycle where some, some change gets made and then in the next, you know, 12, 24, 48 hours, someone reports a bug and you're like, wow, I never even thought about that. So for us to, for us to kind of just take a break is good. And we've actually, I mean, 24 hours is our, is our guideline. We actually do that for point releases as well, but we've, we've tried to do more for major releases. So in this case, for example, we actually aimed for about a three day freeze sure. from Friday to, to Monday. And then we ended up going one more, one more day to Tuesday. Um, so as, as, uh, J trip, uh, stated in chat, uh, WordPress, WordPress 3.5 redefining next day shipping. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I can dig it. Well, I'll tell you what, I, you guys worked hand in, you know, hand, uh, day in, day out on this. Give me your top. I'd like to hear from both of your kind of top pieces to this release. What is it that really stuck out to you as something that's just Holy cow, this is brilliant. This was added. This is amazing. Uh, and I love it. And, it. and it can't just be that it's now released. Yeah. <laughs> That's cheating. You know, someone asked me yesterday, like, what my favorite, or what was it? Like, are you really excited that it's released? And I'm like, no, not at all. I already knew what was in it. So <laughs> I'm, just glad it, I'm just glad it's done at this point. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. Let me pull, I guess I should pull up the about page to answer that question. Uh <laughs> Let's see, I don't remember really. It's really wow. funny. Like you look over some of these changes and you re and you go, wow, that was in 3.5. I thought that was like two or three. I take comfort change. in the fact that you have to look at the about page to know what's in it because I do well, too. I <laughs> I'm yeah. glad the the lead dev has to as well. No, I I mean, I'm, I'm kidding in part. But I think that, I think, that, I mean, I, I don't think this is a cop-out to say, but 
the, the media manager is phenomenal. And we took, without a doubt, one of our worst experiences in WordPress and made it our, one of our best. And that right there is, you really can't ask for more from a four, four or five month release cycle than to do something really as game changing as that. So that's I, that's my pick, and there's a lot of really great stuff in this release. There's a lot of stuff that's on the that's on the about page that isn't. There's a lot of just random little changes in, in some APIs that that some developer is going to find in two years, and they're really going to like. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I think I mean I obviously you got to go with you got to go with media on that for me at least, and there's certain parts of media that I can talk about as well. But I'll, I'll let Helen share her thoughts. I don't know. It's hard. It's, it's all about media. Um, I wrote out two field guides on Make Core about two of the things that I was involved in and am really excited about. Um, one of them is just adding a couple hooks to the edit screen. Um, I don't know. Nathan was like, oh, I don't really care about this stuff, but you know, I know for client sites we do it a lot, um, where we kind of have to add fields between like the title and editor, so it makes sense in terms of like their conceptual flow of what information is needed for that post uh, or post type, uh, stuff like that, like a subtitle, you know, like new sites using subtitles or decks that are not the excerpts. Um, and then the other thing went hand in hand with the media modal because, you know, we took out that ugly, awful screen that was in the sick box <laughs> before. Um, so we moved attachment editing to just be post editing because that's what attachments are, they're post type. Um, so now you get all kinds of stuff like slug editing, uh, meta boxes, all that good stuff. So, you know, we could actually do like asset management in WordPress if you wanted to now. Um, I, I'm going down this about page and it's like, cool, highlights. Oh, wait, what's new? Oh, wow, look at this under the hood. And the page just scrolls for like hours, it seems. I mean, <laughs> that's, the, the amount of stuff that, that was added, changed, removed, this is just sick. I, I'm so pumped yeah. up about it. The attachment editing is actually pretty cool, and that's one that I didn't even notice was going in it until you wrote that post, Helen. Um, and I think it, the best part about it is just intuitive UX, right? So, like, users, I mean, it's intuitive. Rather than going to some screen that looks nothing like anything else in WordPress, it's familiar. Um, and, I, and that's a lot of what makes WordPress so great is it's familiar. So if you can work with a post, you can work with a lot of other things in WordPress. So it's just how to make attachment editing that much easier, right? So that's, I mean, that's really cool. And, I, and uh, another hat's off for these field guides because I think these things really highlight stuff that's easily overlooked that was added in that may not be something as big as a media library but it's something that's really cool um you know that's in there that's maybe a smaller feature but something that we could use almost on a daily basis people that work with wordpress so much so yeah uh, i think one thing that we did differently in the last three releases that i that i liked that we did then is that we tried to get a lot of these field guide posts out uh really before we hit release candidate stage and i think since we were really trying to hit december 5th hard a lot of us didn't really come up for air to be able to uh, throw in, you know, throw a lot of these posts up. Uh, so what I, I'm gonna, what I want to do for for a future release, and I won't be leading three six, or hopefully three seven for that matter. But um, I'd like to get a few people together to really focus on as we go building, uh, building change logs, building a lot better stuff to actually manage all the different changes that are going in, and then when it comes time to what developers need to know at the end of the release, we can have someone else can be writing all these posts rather than you know the people who are who are who are still trying to hit a date or are still trying to get the release candidates out and things like that mm -hmm. so but i think it is i think it has worked out there's a lot more stuff to do 
Um, Daryl Daryl plans to do a lot of writing on the new media workflow stuff because there's so much there that you can really play with. I mean, this you know, it's ten thousand new lines of code, and it's all JavaScript, and it's all freaking awesome. That's so, pretty rad, man. That's awesome. Yeah. That scares me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really does. Well, I'm, I'm curious, I mean, moving forward a bit to post-release, uh, we kind of were chatting a little bit before getting started, and you were saying it sounds like uh, there won't be a need for a minor point release too soon. So the way we handle the minor releases is that, uh, and this has at least been my rule of thumb for as long as I've been around, I want to hit four weeks. If we can wait a month before releasing the, that point one then that's a, that's a success in my book. Um, we've actually, for 3.0 and 3.1, we waited like 46 and 47 days. And we really, the only reason why we released the point releases in that case is because it was like, well, I guess we should probably kick this out the door by now. Uh, there was nothing really major to cause us to push something out. Um, with this release, I mean, really, we'll know a little more with about 48 to 72 hours after release as to really what's settling and how things are going. For the most part, though, we're looking at some some plugin conflicts, uh, a lot of JavaScript conflicts, obviously, and there's not a whole lot that we can be able to fix with the point release for that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, we'll know we'll know sooner. I would love to be able to get to January before doing a release, and we did with uh, with three point three because we released that on I think like December eighth, and we didn't do three three one until like January third or something like that. So I would really I would really like to see. Uh, I'd really like to see us wait. That said, if we do two or three weeks, you know, that's fine too. Uh, really not a big deal. We're going to start triaging a lot of that stuff over the next few days. We already had a meeting about it today. And uh, we'll figure out what actually has to, um, you know, what what we actually have to start getting at the trunk. And we'll hopefully get that branch really up to, up to snuff for a, for a point release. Nice. I mean, it, it's... Uh... Yeah, it's definitely a testament to the the work that goes into it that it was as smooth a release uh, as it, it seems, at least. I mean, I know there's always going to be issues that pop up here or there, um, but there really hasn't been anything, you know, coming across anything that I've seen uh, to say that there are, you know, crazy big errors for anybody, which is awesome. Yeah, it seems to be isolated to a few very specific silos of errors, and uh, certainly the big one is going to be JavaScript conflicts, which I think we're going to, I mean we're really moving further and further in the direction of, I mean, this, I think this release actually signifies a shift from PHP land to JavaScript land for pretty much everything we're going to do in the future. And that's happening. I mean, that's, that's been happening for releases. Now, if you look at, you know, most of the major features over the last, you know, three or four releases, they're all very much JavaScript heavy because they have to be, whether it's the customizer or even if you go back to 3.0 with menus. And so I think what you, I'm reading John Jacoby and IRC right now, having uh, making fun of me. So stop it, John. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he's paying very close attention. Yeah, he's um, not distracted. Damn it. <laughs> so, John, I decided to reply on video. If that's all right with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I think. I think one thing we really need to be we need to focus on is trying to figure out how we can prevent a lot of these JavaScript issues, and we can get really creative with this. I think one thing I finally want to do in three point six is just prevent plugins from overriding pretty much any core script in the admin. 
So if they try and override jQuery, just drop the hammer on them and just literally prevent it through code. Um, because that breaks so much crap and I'm done with it. I'm really done with seeing all these errors. So just a big no should flash on the screen. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's do that. hello. Back that away awesome. from the keyboard. Well, and the really cool thing about that now is that we are, um, uh, Daryl and I especially, we talk with the jQuery community uh, a lot. Uh, I actually idle in all of their IRC channels. I've been to a few of their conferences. I'm uh, friends with most of their core team members. So the nice thing is that the, the, the partnership between uh, WordPress and jQuery is really strong. And there's really not going to be any time where we kind of lose focus with what, with what they're doing. Uh, they have very similar philosophies to us. They're going to be backwards compatible. So I don't really have too much of a problem with saying we're always going to ship the latest version of jQuery. And no, you can't override it because you're just going to break things. Um, and I feel very confident because of the fact that we're working with them. In fact, there were uh, two or three of their guys actually contributed to 3.5 in different ways. Uh, and actually, actually moved up the release date for jQuery UI just so we can get it into 3.5 as well. And there was quite a few updates to various uh, uh, jQuery um, scripts. So yeah. up to 1.83 uh, color and the UI was, was updated and uh, yep. jQuery masonry was added. Yeah, we added masonry as well, which is a cool little script. Uh, we're not using it for much right now. I think some plugins might have some fun with that one, though. Love it. It's good, good stuff. I'm, uh, Brad, you were talking about the multi-site stuff earlier. I, it's nice to see, like, for example, switch to blog being um, yep. less yeah, that's, intense. Um, that's one of those functions that if you, were, if you do anything with multi-site, I mean, it's like this magical function that does so many cool things. But there's always that kind of disclaimer, like, you know, watch what you do. Make sure you heavily cache. Um, so, I, you know, anytime we use it, we obviously cache the hell out of it. But it's, it's nice to see it get a little bit of love. So maybe you could kind of touch on what, you know, what... What were some of the improvements around the switch to blog? And because um, I mean, if it, literally, that's like the function you use if you're on multi-site, right? Everyone's using it. Yeah. So, so I mean, I would still use it very carefully. Uh, I would still try and cache around it um, mm -hmm. because you're still doing rather intensive operations. No matter what, you're doing something. You're running extra queries. You're, you're something is happening. Uh, but one thing we were able to do is that basically Ryan Borid <clears throat> looked at the. Uh, looked at the function and decided he had enough. So we just started chopping away at it. And it's the nice thing is that it, it was first we improved performance quite a bit just by really just streamlining it as much as possible. But also we fixed a lot of caching issues as well. If you're using a persistent cache with switch to blog, uh, there were a few other random functions like get blog permalink and get blog post and random stuff that people might be using in multi-site that caused a lot of uh, cache pollution. Um, and so what we were able to do is we were able to just kind of fix all those issues. So for example, there's a function called get blog option. Uh, that function should, will probably be deprecated in 3.6. And it was actually deprecated for a, for a short time in 3.5. And the reason is because it previously queried the other options table directly. And now what it does instead is it actually switches, uh, it switches to whatever site you're querying, calls get option, and then switches back. So if you call get op if you call get blog option, let's say six or seven times uh, for the same site, you're actually doing six or seven switches now, uh, which is not optimal. But that's actually why we're able to make it a lot faster because there's no longer really crazy caching with global options and things like that. And one of the other things we did too is that we realized that whenever you switched and switched back, it would pretty much obliterate the object cache, and that really didn't make any make any sense either. 
So really, I mean, we're talking really deep changes to WordPress here, uh, but we were able to just make it a lot faster. And, you know, I, I think the, the original, uh, the original write up for the about page was something like uh, switch to blog is no longer insane or something along those lines. So and those are the best kind of updates. Like when you take something like that, that everybody knows is heavy, you know, very intensive on the server, on the database, everything. Um, and then you just make it better, but there's absolutely no difference to the users, right? It just is going to be yeah. better. I mean, that stuff is awesome. Well, the crazy thing is that there's, I mean, there's a whole nother object that we could have trumpeted in a very different way and we didn't, but we have a new WP post object in WordPress 3.5 and it hasn't really mentioned anywhere, but all objects are now a, a, an actual class. Um, they are objects of a formal class and no longer just, you know, cheap standard class PHP objects. And the nice thing about this is that we really only did it for, uh, not as a decorator, but we really just did this for performance reasons. Um, there were a lot of really weird caching things, again, and performance things related to querying for ancestors of posts and things of that nature. And what would actually happen is that, so BBPress, for example, is built on custom post types. You would edit a forum, and for some reason, WordPress would think that when you edited this forum, the cache for all of its children need to be cleared. So if you think about a forum, it has how many threads underneath that, how many replies underneath that. And now you're updating a forum and you're clearing like 275,000 post cache objects from, from your cache. It makes no sense whatsoever for this to have happened. But we really only could have gotten to that point if we updated this to a proper object that can really start watching different properties change and caching things a little more sanely. So that change right there, I mean, no one's really talked about this much because it really it was totally under the hood. The nice thing though is that now that we have a WP post, um, we have a we have a WP post, we have a WP user, uh, we have a WP query, we have a WP comment query, user query, we have a WP tax query, we have a WP meta query. Uh, there's quite a number of objects actually that are sitting around in WordPress just waiting for someone to do something really cool with them. And so I don't think that a WP comment is that far behind. I don't think a WP term object is that far behind. Um, but we're only going to do them when they make sense for us to do. Term metadata. Uh, yeah. Term, yeah. And, and uh, actually, at the summit, we decided that things like that were on the wrong roadmap as well. So, um, and we can talk more about that in a bit. But yeah. So, so I mean, that's really cool. I think eventually, though, like the post object can be a nice decorator. So instead of calling the content, for example, there might be a content function directly or method directly on that object that you could call. Um, there's a lot of different things we can do there, but we just, we're not really there yet. That's all. Man, you're slipping. <laughs> Should get with it. <laughs> yeah. So I'd like to uh, hear from Helen. So Helen, I mean, you were, I mean, you've been in back, um, you know, pretty active in, in some of the past releases, but I think it's pretty obvious that you were insanely active in this release. So, um, I mean, how was it overall? Looking back now that it's out the door, is it, um, is it as crazy as, as, as I would expect it to be and everybody else probably? I mean, did you enjoy it? Are you going to do it in the next release? Um, I definitely want to keep doing it. Um, that's why we're trying to ramp up time I get to spend on core and community stuff. Um, some of it was just, you know, it's Jane taking a sabbatical, um, just helping in places where Jane would normally have helped. Um, and some of those aren't even just like saying, oh, this UX is good or it sucks or whatever, you know, just second eyes on something that a lot of it is administrative stuff. Um, I know I talked to a lot of people about this at the summit. Just a lot of time gets spent writing blog posts, wrangling people, you know, remembering who's who and, you know, trying to get more people involved. Um, I think that was my favorite part of this release was just 
seeing more people, you know, come into UI chats, um, you know, and trying to figure out who they were and what their skills might be or might not be and figure out what kinds of tasks people could get on. Um, and we, for a little while, we actually managed to stick to sort of a scheduled assignment thing where we would say, okay, you know, by, by, you know, UI chat next week, you know, let's have, you know, this kind of like a wireframe done or a patch done or something like that, um, which worked really well for a lot of things. Um, you know, some things didn't quite make it like a better UI for page on front. You know, like we, we start looking at it and it sounds like a great idea, right? And you think, oh, it can't be that bad. And then it turns into the worst rabbit hole that ever happened, except for TinyMC, I guess. Um, oh, we're not supposed to mention that on the show. Uh, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I, had, I had an agreement that TinyMC would not be mentioned. It is, it is very big. <laughs> Helen joined after that agreement. No, Helen, Helen is fine, but Helen wasn't awake until 7 a.m. with us. So. Time to unpimp your auto. So, yep. yeah, I mean, just things working on features like that, um, it is frustrating when they get backed out, but being able to, you know, talk to people about it and talk people through it and remind them that, you know, just because you worked on it and it didn't end up in there doesn't mean that it goes to waste, you know, so I think that's an easy feeling to have, uh, especially for new contributors or hopeful contributors. Um, so it's just been really nice kind of leading that almost, not even writing patches or, you know, making things happen, but just getting more people involved. Um, I think that's a huge part to it too. And I mean, and we've talked about on the show before with the different wireframes going on the, uh, the, uh, with the UI team and, um, you know, getting feedback from people that maybe, you know, are a little bit intimidated. They're not going to commit to the core. They're not going to work directly with Nathan, but they would love to voice an opinion or talk about what they like and don't like. And visually, a lot of people can dive in and say, that makes sense to me. Or that doesn't make sense to me just by looking at something, right? So, I mean, that, that stuff that we saw coming out through the whole release, I mean, I thought was amazing. And I really hope it, um, we see more of that because I think, you know, putting some visuals to what you're, it's much easier to look at a picture say, what do you think versus reading five paragraphs of what someone's trying to describe? It's hard to visualize what they're doing. So I mean, I, I thought that was awesome, this release. So definitely hats off to you and the whole team over there. I mean, it was really cool. We hope to do more of that. Uh, the one thing that we did learn this release that we have to be careful about is that there is a tendency for things to get posted on something like Make UI to be get, get taken as like a promise of something that'll happen. <laughs> You know, but you, of like, <laughs> but you said you were going to do it because you posted it there. Um, so we, we learned that lesson. Um, and what we've been trying to do is encourage people to post on their own sites. And that includes like me or Dave Martin or anybody else. Like if you have a, an idea for something that could be better or you just want to talk about how something sucks and solicit ideas for how to make it better, uh, kind of run that on your own um, because it is a community thing, you know, and if it's your idea, you, know, you can take ownership of it. Um, kind of shape that discussion and whatever, and then we can come back to it. And then it's not, it doesn't feel like an official directive or something like that, but, you know, community coming together and discussing something. Yeah, I don't yeah, know what Mason told me. It was, that's <laughs> what Mason said. Yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really want us to see us grab as big a feature, as big of a feature pretty much ever again in a single release. And well, was there any other way to approach that problem? For media, I don't think so. For other things, I think there are very few things now that we can, that we will actually need a, such an incredible effort to rewrite from the ground up. I don't think there are many more interfaces in WordPress that we need to be rewriting the way we just did with media, uh, which I think is absolutely great. 
um, I'm glad we finally did it. We've been talking about the media release since before I was contributing to WordPress. For a long time. Media. Yep. So it was uh, 2.8 was going to be the beta release. So then it was going to be 2.9, which brought image editing. Uh, that's around, right, right around the time that I started to contribute. And then 3.0 was going to be media, but then it wasn't because it was multi-site. And then uh, 3.0. Yeah, it's just, it's literally been everyone since then. I and, remember when Mark Jaquith keynoted at Mid-Atlantic in 2009. It is uh, shortly after 2008, or I'm sorry, 2.8 came out. And he said by 2.9, he's going to have all of his media in the new media manager in WordPress. And he'll be doing everything through WordPress. Um, and he may have got his images in there, but he, it definitely was not through the new updated media section. Yeah, well, I mean, and there were some really good things that happened in 2.9, actually. So image editing landed, featured images came in. Mm -hmm. Those are two really good changes. Uh, and then when you start looking at, uh, you know, when you start looking at like 3.3, for example, we merged all the buttons into one. We added a new drag and drop uploader. So we've been doing a few things here and there. But, I mean, what ended up happening this time is that Daryl and I were talking uh, I actually had to I had to bump my cell phone minutes twice this cycle for Daryl because um, he just kept maxing them out on Verizon. So we just had to keep fixing that. Uh, and what happened is that uh, Daryl Krugersmith and I were talking, and he just said, um, I, I was just thinking about different things we could do this release. And he said, we should just do media. I said, what do you mean? He said, we should just do the whole thing. And I was like, that sounds insane. Okay, let's do it. So yeah, like who, who in their right mind does that? We're like you guys sharing some special brownies, or what the hell? Do you guys do? <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Um, yeah. So I, I don't. I actually don't know of another feature in WordPress though that's going to need to be done at once. Like this was the last band-aid that needs to be ripped off. Everything else that we want to do is is step by step. Hopefully. Dude, that's more like a straight jacket. I don't know about a band-aid, brother. That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Nonetheless, it, it uh, hell with all the changes. I mean, and significant ones like that through this whole release cycle. Yeah, minimal problems and, and, and adverse impact, but brilliant, brilliant results. I'm I'm excited. I, I love what uh what I log into when when I when I hit WP admin and, and 3.5. Very good job uh, to both of you. I've got one last thing I'd like to add on that. You, you uh, and, and this is kind of an aside, but I think it stems uh, maybe from some of the changes that happen, although not directly related. Um, on the Make WordPress uh, core blog yesterday, uh, Andy, you, you released a post about a, P a specific PHP warning. Um, and being that there are some uh, potential security implications around the use or misuse uh, of this, I'd like you to talk a little bit about this this missing argument and and the uh, WPDB prepare. Sure. So this is this has to do with specifically specifically with preparing queries. Um, it's an old XKCD comic uh, called Little Bobby Tables. Uh, you probably <laughs> have seen it before, and it pretty much talks about this idea that it's a three twenty seven. In case you're wondering for XKCD, um, I looked it up. I looked it up. Yeah, this uh, coming from the guy that can randomly blurp out uh, I, track tickets out of, <laughs> out of nowhere. So, cool. As soon as you said the, the XKCD comic number, I shivered. I was like, how, <laughs> how did – what? So, what? In fairness, I was rattling off dates earlier of releases from like two years ago, and <laughs> right. those weren't just – those were the actual dates. I will admit that. Um, so, yeah, so basically the problem here is that a lot of people are passing direct SQL to prepare, which, of course, is the thing you're supposed to be doing. The problem is that they weren't passing any other arguments to prepare. Um, and that's a problem because that's you're misusing prepare in one of two ways. 
And the first way is pretty easy. You're passing a SQL statement that doesn't need to be prepared to prepare. And prepare is just handing you back your SQL when you're done, you can run it. Um, that's the innocent way. Uh, Akismet was doing this, BuddyPress was doing this. A lot of developers kind of doing this because they were told prepare everything and they didn't really understand what was going on. The worst problem, the, the, the other problem is when someone runs something through prepare, but then instead of using a proper parameterized statement using percent %s, percent %d, what they end up doing is they just shove a, a PHP variable directly into it. So they say select everything from a table where column is equal to, you know, dollar sign ID. ID, yeah. And that that's not secure. And no amount of preparation supposedly is ever going to make that query secure. Um, and so what happened is that uh, about two months ago, uh, we talked about basically just forcing prepare to always take two arguments. Hmm. And this is really easy. We just drop off the optional aspect from PHP and PHP will automatically issue a warning. And this was sitting in trunk for two months and this never actually came up as a big issue. Uh, I, I think I saw one report of a plugin affected by it. And uh, ironically enough, uh, the Akismet guys did not even bother to notice that their plugin was breaking. Hmm. Um, although actually that's, that's unfair because these plugins don't break with this warning. They simply issue a warning. Uh, unfortunately, this is scaring users a little bit, which is, wasn't really the intention. Um, and so it, it, I felt pretty strongly about the different um, things that we possibly could have done here for what we should be changing. Um, I, I didn't think it would affect nearly as many plugins. I didn't think it would be that this big of a deal. I think what we are going to do is we're going to roll it back down to a PHP notice in 5.1 and then probably leave it as a warning in 3.6 uh, and pretty much think, you know, the developers have been sufficiently scared, if you will, and they'll probably be okay uh, come the next release. I didn't like the idea of just making it be a notice because a lot of these developers aren't going to notice that notice. Um, and th since this does have potential security implications, because we are talking about queries that might actually be prepared wrong, I really didn't like the idea of just being kind of like quiet about this. Um, so it's, it's a bit noisy. It's a bit of a problem. I think for the most part, plugins that are having those problems are fixing themselves. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I think, I think we're pretty much good on that front. Uh, and if you were interested in reading more, you can look at, uh, track ticket 22873, uh, and that will actually describe what we're probably going to do in 351 and what we're going to do continue, what we're going to do uh, after this as well. Very good. Well, I appreciate the, uh, the, con the context and clarity around that. Thank you. Sure. And, and if nothing else, I think it's highlighted just prepare, because I think there's still a lot of devs out there that don't have no idea what it is and what it does and the importance of it. So whether the, you know, a lot of devs probably aren't even using it. So if nothing else, it's brought the name to their attention. Hopefully. Hopefully more people will start using it. Yeah. And, you know, I actually mentioned this on the track ticket that we've actually gotten really good at accidentally breaking things in a point release that <laughs> developers are doing wrong, and then they will fix their stuff, hopefully by that point release. Uh, so this actually happened with um, like the WP Print Styles hook and a few other random things uh, in like 3.2 and 3.4. So if or, or somewhere around those somewhere around those releases, and so in this case, I mean it was deliberate, but I don't think I, I expected to see this warning being one of the main issues for 3.5. The fact that it is is great though because the sites aren't actually breaking; they're just spinning out a little bit of an error. Um, but yeah, I think I think we are gonna we are going to shift it back to a notice for now, mainly because these developers have already, like they've already gotten hit pretty hard on this. 
in within a month, if, if that's our timeline for three five one, uh, every developer who has this who has a plugin in the wild that's causing this error is going to be is going to know about it. And if they haven't really fixed it by then, then I don't know if they ever will. So at that point, we'll probably go back to a notice. That way, um, ideally, I mean, the the big thing then is that users hopefully uh, have their their faith a bit restored in WordPress because it it gets fixed miraculously on update if if it hasn't been fixed by the plugin. So we'll see we'll see how it goes from there. All right. Well, learn, prepare, use, prepare properly, or get put on notice. You dig? That's what I'm talking about. Andrew, thank you for the heads up on that. So I got one question. Uh, because uh, this is kind of this is kind of wild, and I, I didn't think I'd ever see the day that you would have a beard almost as full as mine. Although mine mine has been grown over the span of a couple days, yours a couple months. <laughs> yeah. Can, can you give me? Trace the hairiest dude I know. I I could have like, sworn. I, I could have sworn the at the beginning stuff. of this episode you were clean shaven. No, I was. Like I 40 minutes ago. Face than I've ever had on my head. What? I was shaving, actually, as we went on the air, but, I mean, it's just uh, uncontrollable. So He's like the Santa me. Claus, man. He's shaved, and it's just like, <laughs> Yeah. Talk to me about the whole Wolverine look. What, what's going on here, brother? What, the Wolverine look. So this is a uh, – I mean, this was somewhat of a consequence of, you know, working for the entire month. But, um, Fair enough. <laughs> no, it, it, takes like, it takes like three minutes to shave off, you know, the beard with the – you know, with the – uh, with the trimmer so that's not really the problem he, all you need is a pair of tweezers and you're done brother yeah so yeah so really what it was actually is that uh last month was was november mm-hmm. and uh i was actually in a in a group on, on the november website with a few friends of mine in dc and as of november 30th uh because i was you know too busy to even shave the beard all month uh what had actually happened is that i had five dollars donation uh, and it was like four o'clock on the last day of November. And so I started tweeting some things out and seven hours later, we were up to about $4,000, I think it was. And these uh, 80 different people in the WordPress community all contributed anywhere from, you know, five, $6 to, uh, you know, a hundred, $200. Uh, the theme foundry threw in like $500. It was, it was really, really awesome to see uh, that many people uh, contributing. I mean, I was, I mean, we were five, five days out from the targeted release cycle for 3.5 and it was nice to just take a few hours to just tweet all I possibly could about obviously a very good cause, uh, raising money for, for, uh, cancer initiatives. And, uh, so that was a little fun. And then the goal actually was that I would be leaving the beard until 3.5 was released. Love it. <laughs> uh, and John Hawkins, uh, j- just for you, um, this was also an NHL solidarity beard, but it doesn't look like <laughs> It doesn't look like they're going to be starting the season anytime yeah. soon. So I think it's going to have to come off now that 3.5 is released. So well, if they do, go Kings. And I'll tell you what, uh, a noble cause. I know I donated because I could stand behind that. And the beards kick ass. So it's 3.5. Thank you, uh, Andrew, for, for all the work there. Yeah. Ellen, what's going on? I don't see a beard on you. I mean, what, what's going on? <laughs> Way to support it. Come on. Yeah. I'm married to a Latino. He has all the beards. <laughs> <laughs> I need for both of us. <laughs> oh, man. Viva los tacos. That's what I like. <laughs> I can dig it. Yeah, being Latino, man, it's it's crazy. I, I, I pretend I have hair and it grows. It's just yeah. crazy. Will it well, I, I think we got a few minutes here, and I know I'm kind of driving this uh, for some bar tricks. Um, yes. Bar and I don't know if you guys are familiar with Bar Tricks, but it's just a tip of the week. It could be a plug-in. It could be something awesome that you like. And uh, you can sing a song, do a dance, and we throw it out. So light something on fire. Who's got one we can start with? Brad, do you need a second? Um, I have one, but 
feel free to kick it off. Why don't you go, Ryan? Okay. Uh, mine is actually. Let me pull it up. I hear Nathan Slapkeen. Have I, you guys? I, my I bar trick so. should be, or Nathan should be, just watching him type. Have you ever seen watch him type? <laughs> Have you like literally just slapped the keyboard and like sentences? Well, they all out? just heard it for a couple seconds. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I thought he was like playing the drums on his desk, and I realized no way he's typing. I forgot how like weird and loud he. Did, did Nathan just start tap dancing? What? what yeah. He just wrote. Yeah, like, so like, I I actually type a I actually type a, type a rather respectable like hundred words a minute. Although Helen destroys me, she types one hundred and forty words a minute when she yeah, which is crazy. Sleeping, it seems. Yeah, um, like your fingertips are. All yeah, I don't. I peck. I I mean I don't look at the keys or anything like that, but I do. Um, I do type mostly with like two fingers and I actually use like seven or eight of them total in different ways. So, but I type like this, uh, I don't actually like curl my fingers or anything like that. So Jake with, uh, makes fun of me quite a bit. Uh, jazz hands, jazz I, hands. Yeah, exactly. So you do jazz hands on the keyboard. Is that what everyone's doing? Everyone's yes. like Woo! jazz fingers on the keyboard. Well, we did a typing race in San Francisco with Matt, you know, and, he was not happy. Yeah, Matt was <laughs> Matt was not happy because he's using Dvorak and I'm not even using Query properly, and I still beat him like half the time. So, no. and um, I'm on Query, so I don't know. It's actually um, interesting. It's for me. It was the shorter words that Matt would win, but once the words got longer and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the letter. You know, you had to move around a little more on the keyboard. Uh, I would normally I would normally take him down. So that was fun. Was that like Type Racer or something like that? Yeah, I think so. I found out at the summit from Dave Martin that apparently what Matt didn't tell me is that he normally will tell people that if they can beat him consistently with QWERTY, he'll switch back. And I you don't know, know that. Ooh, I think, let's go. So I think well, he's actually had a number of people uh, <laughs> switch. My, my favorite was actually uh, Alex Shields, who works for Automatic, he lives in Australia where he tweeted something along the lines of, uh, I lost a race to Matt and therefore had to switch to Dvorak, but it was completely typoed because he had just switched. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, and if you can find that tweet, it, it's pretty good. But um, but yeah, so I think at some point I might need to challenge him. Well, I think we'd like to see that on the air. I'd, I'd like to see that with <laughs> Helen and Andrew against Matt we'll and, 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 and And one way or another, someone's switching to something. That should be the whole show. It's just a type-off the I entire hour. It. I, I know it It'll happened. be a bracket competition. <laughs> I know it happened here during an after-show once. I can remember. I remember that. I remember. Yeah, and, yeah I, I was, remember. That wasn't can, the best can, state of mind to be doing a typing We, we can just set one up right now. Yeah. Wow. Hey, I like well, that. Yeah. Let's go. make it happen, Captain. That's that what I'm talking about. Do that in the after show. That sounds good. Yeah. Um, oh, J John Jacoby wants someone to mention. I don't know if you're covering news, Ryan, or something. But uh, Jennifer M. Dodd is... Is that a dig? That felt like a dig. I, I know. <laughs> Take a drink. I actually in the podcast. Like, in the podcast. That took a minute to, to settle in. But yeah, that no, yeah. yeah. I didn't, I didn't mean about on the website. Yes. I meant in the podcast. <laughs> um, but Jennifer M. Dodd, who's actually local, she she lives uh, in Northern Virginia, uh, is now one of the uh, now one of the new uh, core developers for BB Press, uh, which is pretty exciting. So it's nice that it's not only John Jacoby working on that anymore. And I already told her as well that I have all sorts of uh, J Trip stories to share with her. So uh, I figured I have all this dirt. I might as well share it. Do it. It's nice to see BB Press getting some love. Yeah. Oh, BB Press. So 
So pretty exciting. I think I think we're actually going to start moving some of the forums over to BeePress on WordPress.org really soon. Uh, the new the new BB Press. That'll be a fun migration. Yeah. Yeah, no, that should be good. Uh, one of the things I want to do over this month uh, is just, since we're probably not going to be starting 3.6 development until January, I would like to... Uh, I would like to just work on a number of projects that are on my plate, uh, which includes things like this. And also, uh, we're actually going to start open sourcing pieces of WordPress.org. So that should start happening in the next few weeks as well. Which is very exciting. Very cool. Cool, cool. Well, uh, back to bar tricks. I'll start these off. I have... Oh, sorry about that. No, you're fine. You're fine. I just wanted to keep it on track. Uh, this is actually, I was just checking this out, um, I think yesterday maybe. Uh, this is Brady Vircher's uh, kind of beta plugin. It's on GitHub, and it is a kind of nifty little simple image widget using the new media manager. Um, and I like it because it is sort of the perfect blend of um, like enough enough complexity but not too much because like you can see a lot of widgets out there that get really crazy. Uh, this one just has enough stuff that if you're looking to drop a widget from the your WordPress media library include maybe a link and a little bit of text. It does that really well, and uh, it's neat because it uses the new, the new system. So, just a little plug for his new plugin out there. Awesome, Bradley. Yes, Bradley. I have one. Um, so my bar trick um, is a little jingle. No, I'm just kidding. Um, one of these days, I'm going <laughs> Your bar trick <laughs> is a bar punishment. On the day I was born. No. Um, so it's actually a new service. And, you know, I think it was last week, insane. no, not last week, last episode, two weeks ago, Insane in the Main Team. We talked about yes. some of the update services where there's a new one on the block. And it's ran by some friends of ours called WP Maintainer. Um, and it was started by Andy Stratton and Drew Poland and a few others. Um, and essentially it's a uh, – Mason's slapping the keys again. Sorry. <laughs> You need like little mittens on your fingers dude, or something. Dude, how, how how often do you change keyboards? I mean, there's no way that there's no way that they'll, they'll be able to. Take he's on his third screen. one this episode. There's some abuse happening <laughs> over there. Just just like, throws them away. As fast as you grow your beard, there, buddy. <laughs> anyway, so it's an update uh, WordPress update services. They do backups. They support. Um, ran by a great group of uh, guys. Uh, know them very well. Very respectable. So check it out. WPMaintainer.com. Oh yeah. All right, mine's a pretty simple uh, actual plugin that was just released uh, by uh, TechnoSailor, which uh, most of you may know. It's called Google Maps Shell. Uh, I was looking for some code this week because I didn't want to reinvent the wheel using the, the Google Maps API and doing some fun stuff. I love the funny look on Andy's face right now. I have no idea what's going on. Uh, <laughs> what it is is just uh, the ability to integrate Google Maps. What is going on, dude? Hel Helen just told me that she's going to lose it lose it because she's imagining me typing with little, like, red mittens on. I think we might need to get some of these. It's like kitten mittens, but for people. Yeah. Hello, I am Andy Nation. <laughs> What was that? I don't even know. I have no idea. He's oh, like yeah. Zoidbergering. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, boy. So this whole plugin comes uh, with uh, default location, uh, and it's a developer-ready um, plugin, so you can bring in some Google Maps awesomeness into your WordPress installation. Um, here, here's the link. Oh, boy. Oh, killing me. Killing me, Smalls. You're killing me, Larry. 
and uh, since you guys um, are guests, you can forego the bar trick. But if you do have something, um, feel free to share. I haven't really been paying attention to much over the last few months, so I think I might need to, to get back to you on that. Understandable. Yeah. <laughs> and allowed. Well, I have one that saved me today, but it's my own plugin, so I feel kind of bad. Oh, Brad, do Brad does yeah, that. Brad does That's that. The reason we have every a show, show just so we can talk about what we do. I think of <laughs> just some behind the scenes here of of thirty one episodes. I'm pretty sure at least fourteen Stop or fifteen of, of Brad's bar tricks have been either Stop Brad it. stuff or like news about Brad stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about what I did today. That's yeah. my bar trick. <laughs> it's not true. Maybe once or twice. Uh, let me check the log. I'll, I'll throw a few more out if you want. Yeah. I guess, me... no, yeah sorry. See, go, go ahead. Well, it's about our own stuff on this show or not shameless. So by all means, go at it. Um, it's a, I have a plugin that makes the toolbar blue. Um, nice. And I use it locally to keep my local development stuff separated visually yes. from oh, good, um, live or staging development. So I know Otto has the Rainbowify one. And he has an animated GIF as a screenshot, which is the worst thing ever. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just a, it's a really easy way for me to tell like when I'm on local and when I'm on staging or live so that I'm not making changes on one side or the other, wondering like, what the hell am I doing? Why isn't it changing? I don't know what's going on. Um, yeah, so. Shoot us a link. Yeah. Do you have a link you can put in the IRC channel? That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah, I've actually used um, the BB Press green color scheme for a similar thing yes. before, uh, just to differentiate. Blue admin bar. I'll make sure that gets linked up. You need to rename it. <laughs> Toolbar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure lots of people got bitten by that. <laughs> Releasing plugins real quick and then. Oh, yeah. Well, um... I found it. That's what he needs right there. Oh no! <laughs> oh boy! No! Oh boy! No! No! no. As Apparently, I... they don't make actual finger mittens, but that's the closest I could find. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> that would help. Wow! See, Brad, that's wow. Well, here's for, a finger for, glove, for those... but I don't. It's a little subject looking, so I'm not going to post that. <laughs> yeah, like this last one was cool, right? <laughs> what is your deal here? What those are? Those aren't uh, little finger thingies. Yeah, a little, a little creepy, brother. I'm just saying. <laughs> so those little finger things you get at the uh, CVS. I, I don't want to know what you call them, man. I'm just saying. Uh, I can think of no better way to wrap up our um, main show discussion tonight than with a uh, maybe a call out for more volunteers to contribute to WordPress. Um, uh, Nathan, Helen, what do you guys need? Who, 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 who do you need? Uh, so I can actually start by just saying that I think in the next few weeks we're going to start a new core initiative uh, that's going to focus, uh, it's going to kick off right around the same time as 3.6, maybe a little before then. And it's going to focus on trying to build entire teams around the different components in WordPress. So for example, if you're really interested in, in the taxonomy API, you're really interested in query or the settings API, whatever it might be, we're going to try and get a number of people all together to, to kind of have a responsibility over a component. So triaging new tickets, trying to cut down all, on, on a lot of the existing tickets in each of the components. And then also, you know, when we're building features and whatnot, I think this could also lead to people who are uh, contributing developers, to people who have commit access for a component, things like that. Love it. Cool. So uh, I would I would definitely just keep an eye out on Make Core. For the most part, I think we're going to be coasting till the end of the year. 
uh, for core development. I think we might try and do some early, you know, some early 3.6 stuff. Uh, but then certainly, you know, come January 1st, if it's your resolution to, to contribute, it's it should be a fun time and hope to if see you, you there. If you have some some ideas for 3.6, some things you might want to start the discussion on, when's the best time to start that conversation? I mean, is it, I feel like now is a bit too early to start getting into some deep conversations around stuff. I mean, would you recommend people start tickets around that stuff now? Or maybe should we just give them your email? Andy, I mean, maybe so, on Twitter, you know, I mean, what's the best time to do that? I never quite know when to do that after a big release comes out, you know? So, yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, the one thing about track tickets is that unless you're proposing particular code or a very specific enhancement, they're not very useful for like a wide ranging discussion of, you know, we should do, we should implement a CSS preprocessor, for example. It was actually a ticket that was created the other day. Not, it's not very useful because that's something that needs to be discussed across a number of people. Track is much more about implementation. That said, if you have a, a broad idea that you really want to that that you really want to do, I'd write a blog post on it. I'd write a blog post. I'd start circulating it. And of course, I mean, if you have very particular things, now would be a good time because uh, we will start looking at you know the bug reports and the little enhancement requests and whatnot over the next you know over the coming weeks for sure. Yeah, the challenge there though it could be made that like I you know I may know some folks in the community, but I get three visitors to to my blog. One being Brad, one being Ryan, and myself. Right? <laughs> you assume so, I visit your blog. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Right? Well, and that's and Who that's. Are and that's the assumption. I could write an awesome blog post about something really kick-ass and may make sense. And I can't get but three people to come to it. So is there another way to maybe push that out that may not be the 100% official, kind of what Helen was alluding to earlier, that this is now in stone. This is what's going to happen because it was on an official channel. Is there some way to maybe push that through an official communication mechanism that isn't so much taken as this is the letter of the law, but a great recommendation that, that may allow or enable people to pick up more steam versus putting it on their blog with three visitors? I, don't, I have a feeling, well, Helen, why don't you go ahead? Um, I was going to talk about team updates, actually, because that reminds me of, sure. of that. Um, when we were talking about the UI group, there are a couple things. I'm going to start with one thing, and then I promise I'll go back. Um, the first thing about the UI group is that Jane proposed on Make UI, and you can see her comment about it, um, that the UI group, the core side, just be rolled right back into core, right? Like, we're not really separated, right? Because I think that happens sometimes. It's like, one or the other, or is it against each other, what's going on? Um, and then, you know, opening up the UI group to really be like a UI group or design core for the whole WordPress community. So opening up a way for plugin developers to hook up with, you know, UI minded people and, you know, make your plugin better if you're not into doing the UI part, uh, that kind of thing. So just contributing all across WordPress, because I think you know, the difference between developing a distributed application that has release cycles and doing, you know, like a constant release plugin versus doing a website, you know, these are all very different things. And I think people have different strengths and, you know, knowledge for these different things. Um, but when we were originally talking about the UI group and what it would mean to do these weekly updates, um, I don't know if you've seen them. This is on make.wordpress.org slash updates. Uh, so each contributing group has a weekly update that they're supposed to do. Um, I don't think we've done one for core yet, <laughs> but um, what we were thinking for the UI group was to collect links of discussions people are having around the web on their own sites or whatever, um, and putting those into our weekly update. You know, so saying this week, you know, as a group, we worked on this. This is what we have coming in the next week. Here's our chat summary. And here are some links from around the web. Um, give them some exposure, maybe another place to discuss it, um, and just let people know that yes, you know, people are paying attention. 
it is noticed it's not you know going into the ether um, so I think that we could probably do the same thing for core updates even just yeah well, I know yeah. one, of the, one of the things that we used to do was the, the whole ideas uh, forum, right? And that yeah. just kind of died. There was a lot of spam. There was a lot of, you know, repeat stuff. I know I was trying to, Andy, I don't know if it was you that instituted or like the cleanup whole process that we did about a year or two ago, starting to go through all those things. I mean, it was just a crazy amount of, of noise in, in a lot of instances because it was such, such spammy stuff or repeat stuff. So I don't know if that was the answer. It was good to kind of clean that up and move away from that. And I don't know what the answer is, Helen, uh, but I, I just, I, I get concerned with, you know, people's level of, of exposure to the community and decision makers is a little different and pushing that off uh, and, and those ideas off to their personal areas, although it makes sense from a community standpoint, may not garner the, the, the right amount of traffic to maybe see those things come to fruition. Well, I think, you know, and when it comes to saying something like, well, we could try to collect links, you know, that's just trying to address that side of it. You know, I know sure. that it's not the same as being able to post on, you know, a big blog like Meet Core and have everybody look at it. Um, but at the same time, it's that same problem, you know, like once you put it there, then does it, you know, convey that feeling of is it official or not? Um, Absolutely. And I think, you know, I think this to me seems like a really good compromise. Um, and, you know, you can open the discussion on make core, although I still feel like it's best to allow the person whose idea it was to, you know, continue with the conversation um, in their space. But um, I don't know, it, it is it is kind of a game of compromise in that way, because there's yeah. no perfect way to do it. Uh, and I agree. I couldn't agree more. And I, I just, I'm, I'm looking at ways that I, I don't want to see those great ideas that maybe don't have that exposure go by the wayside. Maybe it is that we, we allow you know, or move towards uh, hoping people post those things on their personal blogs and, and websites. But what, what does that conduit look like to make sure that that communication gets back uh, right to the folks that are really going to look at this and go, wow, that's a great idea. Let's start to work on that. You know, you can take ownership of that, but um, we're going to help you kind of get this moving, uh, if you will. What does that conduit or that, that communication look like from that point where it's on the personal blog into the decision makers or that group's kind of view, right? it's important to make sure that we're, we're making strides to enable that, that to be a big, big funnel um, in, in a way that reduces noise. I don't know, because it, again, it gets back to that ideas thing where there was so much noise there that it was, it was counterproductive, right? So how, how do you, how do you take the good and filter out that bad stuff? Yeah. And part of the problem is that the ideas forum is, is really much more aimed at users than what we truly be wanting. Um, we Very want true. something more like a request for comments process that actually what you know, PHP has been using for the last few releases out to a good amount of effect. So we'll, um, I want to see really where these component teams go, because I think this can actually create entire teams uh, of where communication can be focused in many cases. Um, and yeah, I think we can kind of see where that goes. Uh, one thing I really want to do though, is I want to get the number of, of tickets down, number of ideas that are already on track down before we really start to, to go further. Uh, but that said, there are already a lot of, of a, a number of ideas that we want to do. So for example, password strength and security is, yes. you know, there's a track ticket there already in mm -hmm. progress on figuring out how we should really be doing this. So I, I think there's a lot of things that we can do. Um, you know, along those lines. And again, like the biggest, the biggest thing I want to do is I really want to modernize our, our contributor teams uh, around uh, really trying to follow what a lot of other uh, longer established open source projects have done uh, and then try and, you know, spread that a little more. So I think that can help with, with what your, with what your problem is. 
that said, you know, if you ever want to send me a blog post, I will always read it, and we can go from there. Yeah, well, see, that's that's I guess kind of my point because uh, next time I see you, I'll put you in a in a headlock if you don't. I don't. Read it, right? I, I'm just I'm saying I don't have. I don't at the moment. I don't yet have an answer for you. Well, no, and I, and I don't think it, that was the, the intention by any means. But I think that we just need to be coherent or really mindful of those things that we don't we don't want to push people away just because they don't have that that followership or maybe that traffic. Absolutely, I think it, I think it is a good idea to kind of uh, push that ownership or that onus. Then, look, if you really have these ideas, this is how you how you can contribute. Write a post about that. Let us know what what you're kind of thinking. You take ownership of that. It is your idea that you're coming up with. How do we expand from that? How do we get those ideas to the right people so that if it is a valid uh, component to be adding that, uh, that that we start that kind of process, right? Well, and one thing I actually so, want to do is that I want the people with the ideas to be the right people. I think yeah, this fair, fair enough. I love it. Yeah, thank you, Brad, for bringing this up at the end of the show so that we go over time limit and get yelled at. And in closing, so, let's go into a really in-depth talking. Well, no, I, great discussion. I mean, I... I think it's all, it's all valid, and I think just something to really consider and think about. The idea at the end of the day is to get folks to contribute uh, their ideas, to maybe see that, come to that end point, maybe to manage those things coming into court and so on. Um, and I think we all have uh, the, the, the same kind of feeling about that to an extent, right? So awesome. Well, with, with, with nothing else there, I want to leave us with uh, vivid pictures of, uh, the, uh, of the images that Brad posted of fingertip contraceptives. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're they're finger softeners. Get it right, man. Let me, uh, let me make sure we get the right rating marked on our podcast. Okay. Yeah, I just ruined that. Finger <laughs> softeners. Uh, wow. Uh, thank you both for uh, joining um, joining us for this discussion tonight. Uh, the chat room, everybody else will maybe stick around for a couple minutes. Sounds like there's a couple other things to uh, come up. Otherwise, uh, yeah, thanks again. Uh, thanks, everybody, for being a part of episode number 31, and we'll do it all again probably next week. Yeah. Can we do it next week? All right. <laughs> See you, everybody.